Hi, I'm Danielle, and this is Chatter Out Loud, a podcast where I share thoughts and TV commentary on a few of my favorite shows. In this episode, I'm previewing Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 1, Episode 1. And the name of this episode is called Back in the Day. So we know that this series is a prequel to the original Power series, um, or to the original Power show, and it focuses on the younger Kanan Stark and how he became the Kanan we all saw in Power. Um, and as it teases in the trailer, we know how his story ended, and now in this series, we'll learn how it started. So throughout the episode, we get introduced to the major characters and the storyline threaded in between showing us a peek into Kanan's tribe, his enemies, and pivotal decisions made to kick off the season. So I love the opening. It has the same graphics and visuals that the Power uh, series had, where the screen like um, splits into two. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I thought I saw that that was 50's, um, 50 Cent's his theme song, part of the game. Um, that's his theme song to the opening of the, the show. So they set the stage in 1985 where we hear LL Cool J, I Can't Live Without My Radio. We see some of the trends during that time with the Kangos and the boombox. Um, and so they're in a park. And the episode is narrated by the older Kanan, which is played by 50 Cent, Mr. Curtis Jackson. Um, and so they open up in the park where we see Kanan getting beat up by another kid, Ty. And it was his first fight and they're holding back his cousin Jukebox. Um, which we'll talk about a little later, um, preventing her from helping him in the fight. So we see him get beat up, and then he gets up and runs home crying with a busted lip. He's bleeding, and he's crying, and just running home. Right? So when he runs into the house, here we're introduced to both Rock, his mom, and Post, which is his mother's uh, boyfriend. And they're doing, I think they're measuring weight at the table, I guess, um, but we learned that Post, his mother's boyfriend, um, got her into the game and that he would be killed a year later. Uh, Kanan seemed to like Post for his mom and said that he treated her well. So, so Rock um, runs upstairs to find out what happened to Kanan, right? And we, we saw in the teaser that they released, I think maybe last month or the month before, where Kanan is telling his mother that he got jumped in the park by Ty. Uh, I guess he was telling him about how much money he had. They stole his money and then they beat him up. <laughs> um, so we still, we, as she, as he's telling her the story, we see her getting a sock out of his drawer and filling it up with weights. And she takes him back to the park and basically tells him, you either deal with them, handing him the sock um, filled with weights, um, or you deal with her. And any, especially any mother or black mothers, I should say, they, you know, kids, we, we know what that means, right? You either handle it or you're going to have to deal with them. And so he went, she stood back and lit up her cigarette and she watched as he hit the boys in the face, knocking their teeth out, giving them a, a bloody nose, a busted lip. And that would be like the first time he said he heard his name ring out, right? Because they were like, oh, Kanan is beating him down and all this other stuff. Um, and that's that's a pivotal moment. One of the pivotal moments um, in this first episode. 
that we see. So then they skip to 1991, where they're in an arts and science school in the neighborhood, and they're in the principal's office, and they, meaning Rock and his mom, or excuse me, Rock and Kanan, are in the principal's office, where she's sharing um, that there could be an opportunity for Kanan uh, to go to another school because apparently, um, it's not, you know, and it, it shouldn't be a surprise. We have a lot of smart black kids, right? But Kanan is very smart and intelligent. And so, and this opportunity presented itself and the principal was just letting, um, rock know, and she was getting excited and, and thinking in her head, yeah, this would be a good opportunity for you, you know, and she wanted better for him, right? She wanted him to have a chance to have a better, to go to a better school and build a better life, right? So she was all excited. Kanan, on the other hand, he's a little reluctant and he really doesn't want to be away from his mom, right? He wants to be there and protect her and um, be a part of her business. <laughs> um, so next we're introduced to Jukebox where she is singing, and we discover that she has a beautiful, beautiful voice and that she loves music, right? And so Kanan mentioned that she um, that she was one of the people that he loved like nobody else, right? He loved nobody more than his cousin Jukebox. He looked up to her. And I believe she's a few years older than him. Anyway, a little later, we're then introduced to Davina Harrison, which is a girl that Kanan had a crush on um, back then. And in that interaction, when we're um, seeing Davina, um, somebody mentioned something about Kanan's pop. Oh, wait, no, she, I'm sorry, let me, let me back up. After they introduce Davina, uh, we see an interaction between Davina and Kanan, where she's mentioning something about Kanan's pops and how he used to run the game back in the day and how, and you know, how he is fine, just like his dad or something to that effect. Um, she gives him a compliment. Um, so I, now I'm interested to know more about Kanan's father. And I wonder if we'll see him revealed in this new series. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we see Sean, AKA famous, um, he's, uh, one of Kanan's friends and Kanan's crew and Kanan describes him as his Puerto Rican friend. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, his Puerto Rican friend. So then we see Buck 20. Now Buck 20, um, that's not Kanan's friend, but that's Davina's boyfriend and he becomes part of the plot. So we'll talk about, about Buck 20 later on. So just remember that name. We're introduced to Lulu, who is Kanan's uncle and Rock's youngest brother, and um, he described Lulu as her right-hand man. And he appears to be like the brain. Whereas Marvin, which is uh, Kanan's other uncle and Rock's oldest brother, um, Kanan described him as loyal and tough and always eating, right? And um, so he appears to be like the brawn, the muscle. So the plot starts with Rock learning that her squad was hit on the street and she needed to take care of it, right? So they're in the hospital um, talking to one of her guys that got hit and um, and she says she's going to take care of it, uh, which take care of it meant like she's going to go talk with her rival and negotiate whatever needs to be uh, negotiated. And her rival in this um, series is his name is Unique. We'll talk about him in a couple of minutes. Um, so it appears that Rock owns 
one area of the street and Unique owns another area of the street and there's a neutral area where both both sides want um, or we're, we're trying to take over. So the hit was to scare off Rock's crew so Unique could take ownership of that neutral area. So that was the purpose or the reasoning behind why they were in the hospital and why her crew got hit. So as they go into the next scene, they, oh, I hear Flavor Flav. Well, really it's public enemy. I can't do nothing for you, man. And that's what I was saying in my, um, my preview in my last episode, um, for power series, power book three, in that I am looking forward to all the music we hear, um, throughout the series. So and that, when they entered this next scene, I heard, um, I can't do nothing for you, man, by public enemy. So <laughs> that was cool. Um, so here we're introduced to Unique now, right? And they, and they call him Neek. Um, he's the biggest drug dealer on the South Side. Kanan noticed that Buck 20 was part of Unique's crew, which I think is a catalyst to Kanan wanting to be part of Rock's empire and being in, in Rock's group or uh, business, quote unquote business. Um, so hold on to that for a minute. Uh, we then see Rock enter into Hugo's establishment where Rock will run her product through his club. Um, she She's met with what they call a Becky, <laughs> a white girl, um, who is, frankly, she was pretty rude and curt with Rock, saying um, her business or, well, they asked for Hugo and she was like, well, I, whatever you need to talk to him about, um, you can talk through me, his business is my business and all this other stuff. And then she called her product ghetto or something to that effect, basically saying that, thank you. We no longer need your services. So it was kind of rude and rock was ready to step to miss Becky. (laughs) Um, and by the way, in the middle of that, Becky had her dog, Bella, who begins to growl and bark at Rock. <laughs> so anyway, Lulu steps in because he's like the level-headed one. And he steps in and says, and asks Rock, to, you know, to let him handle it. So Rock just goes to the bar to cool off. And that's where we meet her love interest, I suppose. His name is Symphony. Um, so they're talking and flirting. And Symphony happens to be the bartender. And from the sound of it, he didn't like Becky either. So... <laughs> um, so we see, um, so, okay, so Lulu handled it and then they wind up leaving. So I guess they're going to talk to Hugo another day. So they cut to the next scene where they're, the uh, Kanan's family is at the diner, Lamont's diner. And that's a good memory for Kanan because they go there every Wednesday night. Um, and we see Rock, Jukebox, Marvin, Lulu, they're laughing, they're eating. Um, and then they bring up the educational opportunity that Kanan had, right? So they briefly talk about the benefits and him having a better life and what a great opportunity it is and all of that. And we also, in that moment, begin to see Jukebox and her dad's relationship because Jukebox brought up that she had that same opportunity, but Marvin, her dad discouraged her from taking the opportunity saying something about being around white kids and it was a waste of time and all this other stuff. So right there, that showed me that there's some type of strain in that relationship. So I'm interested to see how that unfolds. Um, and, and looking forward to, to see, um, how that relationship evolves in the season. 
So next we cut to Rock having another conversation with Kanan about the school opportunity. And he tries to convince her that he knows things about the street. And basically he wants to be with her and help her and protect her. And he tries to prove to her about his knowledge. And he talks some, He talks about Supreme Mathematics because he overheard Rock and Lulu talking in code using Supreme Mathematics. And by the way, um, Supreme Mathematics are um, teachings by the five percenters. And it's like knowledge of self. Um, some would say it's like based on numerology, but it's like um, it's customized for like the black man and the black woman. And overall, the numbers have deeper meanings and it gives an understanding of what, what each number means. And it gives like a foundational order of how things work. Um, Google it uh, to learn more. I just thought I'd throw that in there for you. All right, so let's cut to um, Jessica, who is Sean, a.k.a. Famous. Um, That's his sister. Apparently, she moved into town, and she's getting acquainted with Lulu. So I think she's going to be Lulu's love interest. All right, so all of the families outside the diner, after they finish eating, a car drives by shooting the gun into the air. But they don't know necessarily that they're shooting the gun into the air, so they react like they're getting shot at. So they all drop down thinking it was a drive-by, but really it was only a warning. And we later learned that that warning was from her rival, Unique. So Kanan tells Rock that he knew who it was because he saw who was in the backseat that, that shot the gun in the air. And at this point, he tries to convince his mom um, that he wants to be part of the game with her. We see him get emotional um, to the thought of him losing her. He wants to protect her. And he tries to emphasize how much he wants to help and just and, and that he knows stuff. He knows the streets. So he's trying to convince Rock, please let me be a part of part of all of what you're doing. You know, he wants to be close to his mom. He wants to protect her. Um, she continues to try to persuade him to pr- pursue the option at school and wants him to focus on taking that test and getting into the school. So the next day we see Unique um, and Rock talking because, of course, he gave her a warning and he owned up to it, saying his crew was given the warning, um, trying to capture her attention. Um, but he has them in check now. So he was assuring her that that won't happen again. Um, basically the warning was about that neutral zones that I was talking about earlier, like who owns what part of the street, um, talking about the agreement that he had with post, um, her boyfriend that was killed. Um, they had an agreement and anyway, in the scene, we see the strength of rock and how she, she's not bowing down to anyone. She even says something like out of my pain comes strength. Um, so she's a tough, a tough woman. Um, nevertheless, they agree to who owns which area on the street and it appeared to be settled. So hold on to that. So they settled it right there between them, the the two of them and their crews. And so just hold on to that. So they cut back to Becky, Becky's house. She's in the house having sex with someone. Um, and then she keeps getting distracted by a smell, right? So they stop in the middle of having sex. And come to find out, Rock had one of her people microwave Bella. And Bella was that dog. <laughs> Bella was the dog. Like, they had, they microwaved the dog. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's kind of cruel. But they microwaved her dog. So I suspect that was because she was getting back at her because of her antics in the club. 
Um, and we know it was Rock because her guy handed her the dog's collar <laughs> with Bella's name on the tag. And he said something like, medium well. Like, it was just so <laughs> wrong. I, I cringed. I'm like, oh my God, they microwaved that daggone dog. So later we see Rock dropping off Kanan to the test and she wished him luck. Now, throughout the test, we see how nervous uh, Kanan looks and he, he a lot of stuff going on through his mind. And what we know is that this will be another pivotal moment in his life because at that moment, he decided to make the choice to select his mother over everything. So meaning that he was going to commit to being with his mom and being in her her quote unquote business and being on the street, helping her and protecting her. Um, so basically he marked all of his answers on the test, uh, marked them all with B's and then he just left. All right. D Wiz. Now that's another member of Kanan's crew and he's down. He, he described him as being down for whatever. So basically he can count on, he can count on D Wiz to come through when he needs them. Right. So as we transition to another scene, we hear soul to soul playing in the background back to life. I love that song. Back to life. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, so here we learn more about Jukebox. She was listening to Back to Life um, from Soul to Soul on her Walkman, waiting for what we learn is like her girlfriend or love interest. The girl introduces her as Laverne. So Jukebox's first name is Laverne. I didn't know that. I don't remember ever reading that. So that was something I learned. So Laverne. <laughs> I wonder how she got the name Jukebox. Was that ever explained? I have to look that up. So the girl introduces, well, Jukebox is outside of a school waiting for her friend, the girl. And the girl introduces Jukebox, Laverne, to her friends. And then they wind up heading out together. And we know that it's her girlfriend or love interest because the girl makes a pass at her saying she's so pretty and she tries to kiss her jukebox um she backs off a little bit because she's nervous and her hands are shaking um and so the girl just they they wind up holding hands and it seems like this was a pivotal moment for jukebox in discovering her sexuality so that was um a key moment and that was that was pretty um that was nicely done i i like that all right so kanan and his crew head up to the corner that he thought belonged to rock and they were going to handle it Right. So he wants to prove to his mom, I can handle things. Right. So if you remember earlier, Unique and Rock came to an agreement on the streets on who owns what. Right. But came in his little behind. He didn't know any of that. Right. And so he wanted to prove to his mom so badly that he wouldn't stand for disrespect and he was going to handle it on his own. So he gets his friend D Wiz and they go to confront the dealers on the street. One of the dealers is Buck 20. Remember him? He was Davina's boyfriend, the girl that Kanan has a crush on. And they wind up shooting and killing Buck 20. And that would uh, be Kanan's first kill, which he says he will never forget. I mean, he went over to the boy who was staring at him. You can tell he was nervous. The boy grabbed him, got blood on his shirt. It was just so dramatic. All right. So as of all, as all of this is happening, Rock and Symphony are on a date. And she hints that she's she's in a specific line of work. You know, they're, they're doing their little talking, get to know each other. She says she's in a specific line of work, but he didn't seem to be bothered by it. He kind of knew what that code meant. 
Um, and they started talking about urban planning because I guess that's interest to uh, Symphony. I think he's going to school for something. Anyway, they were interrupted by Lulu where um, he just whispered Kanan into Rock's ear and she paid for dinner and head out. She headed home. When they get home, she confronts Kanan because of what he and his friends did, right? Shooting up um, that block where they killed Buck 20. And um, she confronted Kanan, or she, yeah, she confronted Kanan. Let's see. I don't want to keep Kanan around. She, yeah, she confronted him, and she was so conflicted because she wanted to keep him around. Um, and he just steadily defends that he was protecting her. Uh, similar to what we saw in the original Power when Tyreek had his first kill and they was telling him to turn his sweatshirt inside out and do all of that. We we saw something like that. Um, well, we didn't see them. We, okay, let me back up. In Power, when Tyreek had his first kill, the Tommy, Ghost, um, Tasha all came together and was getting Tyreek together saying, take your sweatshirt off, turn it inside out, burn it, and all this other stuff. And we saw a similar action because um, Rock noticed the blood on Kanan's shirt after he killed Buck 20. So they were like, take that sweatshirt off and do that. So I just, I guess I'm saying that because I see the parallels in between the mother and son. And I mentioned that in my first episode um, when Tyreek, or Tasha was accepting Tyreek on who he wanted to become and being on the streets. She wound up teaching him about the streets um, for his own safety and so he can be smart about it and, and thrive on the street for lack of a better term and here later on as the episode ends we see the same thing with Rock she comes to that realization but I'll talk about that in a second alright so Kanan is really shook up um, by killing Buck 20 again it was his first kill we see him trembling and and just affected by it um he tries to talk with rock and said he um but yeah she he tries to go downstairs and talk with rock his mom and she's like nope this is too soon take out the garbage and go back to your room <laughs> so anyway uh, and she while he was heading out she said and by the way i am going to take you to your grandmother's right because in an earlier discussion he was trying to say well if you really wanted me out you would have brought me to grandmother's before instead of having me around and now that i want to be around and help you with your business um you won't let me and all this other stuff but anyway she says now i'm going to take you to your grandmother's so long story short he goes out takes out the trash brings it to the curb and then there was a drive-by. So they tried to, to kill Kanan. And I and that was because um, that was in response, I should say, to the Buck 20 killing, right? So they're shooting. Rock gets her piece. She comes out and starts shooting back. Of course, it makes all this noise. The police are called. We see the police surrounding the area, taping off the area. We see the police come to the house. And here's where we're introduced to Omar Epps. He plays Detective Malcolm Howard. He arrives on the scene. Apparently, he and Rock know each other. Rock wants to throw him off by saying it was the wrong house. It was a mistake. Um, and he just tells her to watch her back. Now, clearly, he knows something. I mean, Rock is big on the streets. So I can't wait to see how this unfolds, that relationship and who he is to her and how he knows her because they're very familiar. So I can't wait to see that unfold. 
in the season. Um, the detective has a partner. Her name is Burke. And I want to say she's a rookie. And that's all I know about that so far. Um, we get a little more insight on the closeness of Jukebox and Kanan, um, where he asks her um, where she was earlier. I think um, this came up when... Oh, this came up because um, Kanan and his friend went to shoot um, when they were killing Buck 20. Marvin asked Jukebox, where were you? Because as we know, when it first started off, Jukebox is all... Juke, jukebox is always around and helps Kanan, you know, and stuff like that. So they were saying, well, where were you? And she was like, I was at choir practice. So now they fast forward where Kanan is like, well, where were you? <laughs> um, and he's like, you was with that white girl? And she just smiled. So here we see um, the relationship. So I'm, I'm, I, or the closeness of their relationship. So I'm interested to see that um, evolve as well. And we know in the original series, he went to Jukebox to help plan take down to to help develop the plan to take down Ghost um, and kill Tyreek. He went to her house to heal after he was burned in the fire by Ghost. So he trusts her, and I just can't wait to see more about their relationship. Um, after the shooting, Lulu and Marvin tells Rock. Um, that they are going to be after Kanan now. And that means, you know, we got to watch his back and it's, it's just done now. Now he's in. So they're going to be after him. And Unique made it a point to say, I'm never going to stop coming after him. <laughs> so I can see where we... I, I, the, the plot will thicken as the season goes along. And I think it's, um, like I said, the, Buck 20, that killing is a catalyst to... Kanan being on the streets and I think that's going to build throughout um that's going to build the plot line throughout the season so what else do I want to say about this um oh to try to uh help I guess settle this or ease up because after all they just did a drive-by to try to hit Kanan you know um Rock goes back to Unique to give cash for Buck 20's family you know Sending condolences. <laughs> and Yanuke said he wants all the corners from Rock. That was his um, way of saying, well, if you want me to call off my people, I want all your corners, all of everything. And she wants Yanuke um, to leave Kanan alone. Um, she has the last word to let Neek know, like, she ain't scared. She's ready for whatever. She won't be distracted. And she's just not backing down. Uh, um, and they leave it at that. And that's what I'm saying in terms of here's where the plot line begins, because I think we're going to see how they interact throughout the remainder of this season. Um, that was the buck 20s killing was the catalyst to all of this. All right. So Rock wakes up Kanan in the middle of the night. They take a ride. Kanan thought that they were going to his grandmother's house because remember earlier she said, I'm dropping you off at your grandmother's house. Um, saying if you really want to, yeah, it was in response because he said, if you really wanted to take me off the streets, you would have taken me over there a long time ago. So he thinks that that's where they're headed. Um, and during their drive, she asks Kanan about the test and he admits that he threw the test and just marked all B's. And so that was just giving her more confirmation in what she needed to do. And again, the parallels I wanted to draw here were when 
Tasha realized who Tariq wanted to be, right? And who he was. So rather than fight it, now they're going to, rather than fight it, she decided to teach Tariq how to be on the streets in the game. And I think that here is where we're going to evolve into um, Rock doing the same thing with Kanan in terms of teaching him how to be on the streets, right? So she she wakes him up in the middle of the night. They take a ride. They're in the middle of an open area. And I don't know if it's near water or what. I have to watch it again. But she begins to talk about the stars. And she specifically mentions Orion, which is, um, I think she said it means always the hunter. And she uses this as a metaphor and then hands him a gun and teaches him how to shoot. So this is the beginning where she's teaching him the game and teaching him how to survive. And um, yeah, the episode ends there. And she said something about like, now that he shot the bullet, there's a bullet out there with his name on it and he'll forever be running from it. So that analogy is just confirmation that he's now in the game. She's going to teach him everything he knows. And yeah, they end the story there. Oh, yeah, she tells him um, he's in the game now, and this is the start of Kane and Stark. Yep. So the next the next episode shows his first day back at school, Davina, unique, and we see maybe another attempt at a hit on Kanan where Rock runs out of the house. So we'll see more. Um, I may consider live tweeting because I watched it when it first dropped on the app. So I may consider live tweeting uh, when it airs at 8 p.m. and I watch it again. So we'll see. But I'll be back each week to give my review and recap each episode. And I hope you join me. Um, So be sure to come back and give me a listen. Give me a follow. Subscribe. Leave me a comment. Leave me a message. You can find me by looking for Chatter Out Loud. I have this podcast. I tweet. I'm on YouTube. So look for Chatter Out Loud and you'll find me. I'll also have links to where you can find me in the description. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. So my name is Danielle and you're listening to my podcast, Chatter Out Loud. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your support. And that's all I have. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you next time.